0: Hi, this is Jay Sunhalter, ESPN3 analyst and former Pirate football tight end. And you're listening to the Sports Objective Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates. How's everybody doing? Hey, Coach, how are you this evening? Good, good. How about you? Doing very well. We're good. going to go ahead and jump into uh, questions for Coach Harold. Coach, what's the, the biggest challenge with facing Tulane? They put up a lot of points this year. What, what kind of stands out about them? Yeah, you know, I think as you look at the stats and you look at them, you know, watch them on film, I think it's a little bit different maybe. Um, they put up some impressive numbers offensively with scoring 37 points a game. Um, you know, they put up 66 against Southern Miss and caught them uh, maybe at a good time and, and got it clicking there and rolling and, and still put up, you know, a bunch of points against Houston, a bunch of points against SMU and, and some some good good football teams. And then, uh, but the thing that stands out to me is just their their run game. They're averaging 225 a game on the ground. I think that's second in the league. Uh, Their running backs is probably their best overall position. And they got a group of them back there 20, uh, number five, number 11. All all three are are special in their own way. 20 is a bigger kid, uh, not quite as big as the kid from Tulsa, but still they, you know, 220, 225 pounds. So we got to make sure we do a great job tackling him. Uh, Number 11. He'll play in the backfield. He'll play out wide. He'll come in motion, catch the jet. So we've got to make sure we know where he's at at all times. But that's that's the big thing. It stands out to me, that run game. The quarterback's a young kid, but he throws the deep ball really well. Um, the explosive plays, he's really good at putting the ball down the field. And I think they're putting him in situations where they can max protect and then three-man routes and, and take some shots down the field as well. So, they, you know, their, their offensive coordinator, Will Hall, um, does a really nice job. I think he won the uh, – The Division II Heisman uh, there in North Alabama when he was playing there. I was a uh, coach at West Alabama when I was in Division II. Now, you know, at West Georgia, he won the national championship there. So he's done a really nice job everywhere he's been. And uh, he hasn't playing really well right now. Blake, your defense is getting better and better. Um, You're facing a good freshman quarterback this week in Michael Pratt, who's uh, thrown for nearly 900 yards already. Um, He's been pretty impressive so far for a freshman to step into this league and and find his way around. It seems to be getting better every week. He, he is. And he's a name we're going to know for a long time. I mean, he's, he's a kid that's gutsy with the ball. He's, when I say gutsy, just if it's not there, he's going to take off scrambling. He's not going to slide and he's going to pick up some yards with his feet. So does a good job with that. He's making good decisions, really hasn't made a whole lot of bad decisions for a freshman quarterback. Um, and, and those are nice balls. So he, he's a kid that, you know, a year from now he, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Blake, when you look at your cornerbacks, you know, and Nolan Johnson seems to be starting the last few weeks and Jaquan has come in later and kind of just flipped them or rotate them. And Can you just expand on how that's kind of worked or kind of just thought process of what they've kind of done lately? Well, I I think with our entire defense, the big key for us is keep them fresh and get them into the fourth quarter and, and, and hopefully we can play our best football in the fourth quarter there. And with Jaquan, he's playing both sides, field and boundary one's just playing the boundary right now. Malik is playing the field. So, um, you know, Nolan gives you that little bit more length and a little bit taller body, longer body up there. So you certainly like to have him on the field and, and get him out there. And, you know, if you had a jump ball situation or a ball down the field, he's able to knock it down. But um, And Jaquan, being able to play both gives you some flexibility there. So that's kind of the thought behind it. And all three have done a really nice job the last couple of weeks. Coach, can you talk about as far as, I know, a tough Tulsa game, but as far as the injury Piece of things, how are how are you guys uh, healthy on that side of the ball? You know, we're, we're healthy. We, you have your you know nicks and bruises and banged up a little bit this time of year, but nothing that's going to keep those guys out of a ball game on Saturday. I mean, they've all been practicing all week. You know, uh, some of them were limited earlier in the week, but they're, they're fired up and ready to go and, and full speed uh, today in practice, and, and we expect them to be full speed on Saturday as well. How'd you guys probably played the best half of, of football under your watch against Tulsa. What changed maybe in the second half? I know you don't want to get too far into the X's nose, but what did they start doing that maybe gave you guys some problems? Uh, we didn't get them on the third down. That was the big key. You know, in the first half, I think they were only three of, uh, three of 14, three of 16, something like that on third down. And three of the third downs, they converted. One in the first half on third and eight, and we, we just didn't match number two in the curl there. And then uh, in the second half, they had two three and ones, where in the first half, those three and ones were three and five, three and sixes. And we, we were, you know, executing on those downs. Three and one for us with a 230-pound running back was, was a little bit tough. And I think we did a great job of stopping the run. It gave them some flexibility. Um, and then the first drive of the half, they, they went right down the field, you know, just didn't handle that really well, come out of the half like we should have. You'd like to set the tempo there at the first drive of the second half. Um, but the key all goes back to, you know, stopping the run, putting them in third and uh, second extra long, third and extra long situations where they're behind the sticks, behind the chains. And the success rate plays in our favor a little bit more. With everything the program has been through this year, what is it about this group of players that you feel makes them so resilient? They're they're a lot of fun to be around. Like, you know, we practice Sunday night, Monday night this week just because of Election Day. And uh, I really thought Monday was one of our better practices of the year after coming off of all the circumstances that we've been throughout the season, Friday night. Uh, the middle of a pandemic, everything that you could you could possibly imagine. They they seem to put that to the side, and they go practice with what you see on Saturday with great effort and great energy and, and really fun group to be around. And it's fun because you know each time they touch the practice field, they're getting better and better. So that, that's been rewarding as a coach. Your group seems to cause a lot of confusion for offenses, a lot of shiftiness, a lot of fast guys out there. This is a pretty good-looking defense that you're putting together slowly but surely. And, um, you know, where do you feel like your defense is at right now and compared to where they kind of need to be? Well, I kind of thought, like, just looking back at it, stepping back in in midsummer, early camp, that it would take us a little while just as a learning curve with a new defense, young guys that – you know, by mid-season, if we could survive, that we'd have a pretty good, you know, pretty good group that was going to fly around and, and could do, get some things done. And we're just starting to see that. They're starting to, you know, improve each week, understand the scheme, understand the calls. And we're able to carry quite a few calls into a game, which is, which is nice and does create some confusion for the offense, whether it be the, the quarterback, you know, like the first play of the game. Um, I think he was, ex- we got pressure. He's expecting pressure and, and had an overthrow and Warren Saban was able to pick it. So that's, and that's a credit to our guys. They're able to handle all that. So they've been coming along each week, and it's just really nice to see them understand um, our scheme and then really buy into our culture as far as just playing hard, playing with maximum effort, you know, playing with great energy, and, and pulling for each other. And that's what you really see right now is those guys. When somebody makes a play, we all make the play, and we we call it juice points. But that's that's what it's about. It doesn't matter. Offense makes a play, we all make a play. Defense makes a play, we all make a play. So. Um, that's been really nice to see, and you know, I think we got to keep pushing forward and 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 make sure that we have consistency throughout the game. I mean, uh, Stephen talked about the first half there; we got to make sure we carry that throughout a ball game, and, and that's part of, you know, being a little bit younger and being a little bit inexperienced. But we got to we got to overcome that and move on and get past it and put a complete back game together. Well, so it's one of the only good things that happened this year as far as COVID is the extra year of eligibility, especially. When you're trying to build a program, you're a new defensive coordinator this year. But you got to be happy with the way these guys are already responding. They bought into your schemes and on your side of the ball. And, and uh, it looks like they're having a lot of fun out there. They, they are. And I think that's, you know, that's they're having fun. Coaches are having fun. It's, it's, a, it's a good environment right now. And as you said, you know, we look out there and it doesn't matter who you're playing each week. You're like, well, this, this guy, we got him for four more years or three more years or five more, whatever it may be. So that's really exciting. And, and you look across the field and you're like, well, that kid, you know, he's a senior, maybe he'll come back, maybe he won't. So you're looking at a lot of the teams we're facing in the conference are senior-dominated up front or senior-dominated a certain position. So that, I think that advantage plays in us for years to come. Coach, going off Mark's question earlier about, you know, kind of the scheme and where you guys are, compared to Kennesaw State when you had a, a full spring practice and everything, how far are you along in, in your installation? Do you still have stuff you can put in? <laughs> I think you can always tweak things. Um, I, I would say we're probably further along at this point, um, than we were there at that time. You know, I was, I was there for one season. We did have spring ball, but we've been able to handle a whole lot here, which, which has been really good. And it says a lot for our players and, and our coaching staff. So that, that's, uh, that's been really good. Um, and we can add a few more things here and there. But the focus right now is, a hey, what we have and what we're going to take into the ballgame, you know, being really sharp and really crisp with that and, and execute at a high level. Okay, we've got time for one more question for Coach Harrell. All right, seeing there is none. Coach Harrell, thank you for your time. Hey, appreciate you guys. Y'all take care. Okay.